I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. The devil is really mad, y'all. He does not want this message to get out there because he knows that this is an answer to some of y'all prayers. He knows that this is the missing piece to some of y'all where y'all been feeling, where y'all been stuck. And y'all been on a strong call. Y'all been having blockages in y'all pathway. And he knows that this is the remnant. This is what was missing. He knows that once you hear this, you're going to be able to step into position. And so that you can break these chains off of your family. Not only off of yourself, but off of your family. So that you can break these things. Break these bondages. Break these things. So that it don't keep on resurfacing in your family. Right? So, once again... The Holy Spirit says some of you are in line to be to break generational curses. Some of you are chosen. He says you are chosen to be a generational curse breaker marked in this kingdom battle. You are chosen. You are in line. This is why it feels like everything that you do is opposite from your family. This is why it feels like you were you. Some of us feel like we were born in the wrong family or like we just do not fit. We do not belong there. Some of us feel like we may be related by blood, but we are not uh, in fact family. Right. And he's telling you that you feel this way because you are the one that's going to change what's been going on in your family. You are the one that's going to come and break those chains off of your family and set your family family free maybe your family lack marriage maybe your family lack unity maybe your family have addictions and have habits that you have managed to break out of yourself and so because you've managed to break out of it yourself and step out of that yourself and free yourself and find God for yourself, he's choosing you to do it for your family. He says that he have always chosen it to be you. He has, he's made you for such a time as this. He have created you for this. You are built for this. Right. So I want us to take the time for a second to just go into the Bible for a second. Right. Go into the Bible and think about Abraham and Jacob and Joseph and Moses and Joshua and Samson, Eli, Emmanuel, David, Solomon, Elijah, e Elisha, Jeremiah, John, Paul, Esther, Daniel, Jesus. All of these people were chosen to break generational curses, not all, not just off of themselves, but off of their family. And Jesus himself is the generational curse breaker. He came to remove the curse off of us. That was once was death and to give us life and that we may have it eternally right so he's saying that these curses has been going on for some time before your mother's time before your mother's mother's time it's been going on he said it's going to stop at you because God says so. He says, because he's tested your heart and he's tried it by fire and he found you to be true and faithful. So when you were going through these things where you felt like you were being rejected by your family because maybe you don't smoke anymore. Maybe you don't drink anymore. Maybe you stop engaging in sexual immorality. Maybe you stop looking into the world into men or women for your happiness. Maybe you started to manage your finances better. Maybe you begin to separate yourself from the things Things in this world that will not suit your better purpose and walk in Christ and so these are the things that have caused you to feel like you've been holding weight over your shoulders as you've been in this walk and it's been feeling like you've been in stagnation and like you've been at a standstill but this is because he's telling you that the revelation of it is that you are chosen 
to be a generational curse breaker for your family. This is why you felt like this. This is why the weight was on you because you are the one who's going to break it all. But the enemy does want your family. He don't want your family to be free because he didn't want you to be free. And so he's doing these things and the hopes and the mites and the likes to break you down, to snip out the mission that God once put in, that, that, that God has put into you. He has anointed you with this test and with this mission. This mission is very, it's a very important mission. It is something that not only you were called to do, you answered the call, but now you are chosen for. You were already chosen, you know, you were chosen and he get, he chose you to give gifts to certain gifts to. He chose you to be, to bring you out of the light. I mean, out of the darkness and into the light. Devil, you are a liar, manipulator and deceiver who only come to kill, steal and destroy for you must get far from me for you cannot stand in the presence of righteousness. Neither cannot stand in the presence of you for by the authority of Jesus Christ himself, you must flee and not declare and decree that not just for me, but for you too, for my brother and for my sisters too. This is what he is trying to get for you to have for yourself to step into your authority that he has given you step into your power that he has given you he says that though he knows that the walk has been long he knows that the trials have been trying and the tribulations have been very turbulent he understands that but he is calling you higher he is blessing you more and it is going to be more than enough that you can be able to handle on your own that you are going to need to lean on him and only him and not on your own understanding he says that you have been tried by fire you have been refined and he has found you to be true and faithful enough to hold something as great as this do you know that there are many that has prayed many that has longed to have the things that you have and been in a position that you have or that you are in right now and have not received it and have not been in it he chose you for such a time as this. You are built for a time as this. David, he was, uh, he was one who were chosen out of the whole seven. Uh, Samuel was sent to go and anoint the new king, the next king after Saul had been, uh, you know, removed from his position and you know what's crazy is David was not the one that his father had recommended for him to be. He chose, he tried, he, if it was up to his father, he would have picked anybody else. But you know what he did? You know what Samuel did? Samuel listened to the voice of God because Samuel was the prophet of God, right? So he heard from God more than any, more than a regular, what a regular person would. So he, he said that there, this is, these is, none of these are the king. None of them are. None of these are the ones to be anointed. Not, neither one of these sons that was presented. So that there's another one. There's somebody else. Where is he? And then he, he's, David's father replied, he's in the field. He's hiding in the field. He says, go and get him. He went and got him. And that was, David turned out to be the king. David turned out to be the one that was really humble. David is a man that, whose heart was after God's own heart. Right. Or remember in the beginning, his it was his own family who didn't qualify him. It was his own family who didn't do this. And you want and like, you probably ask him, well, what does this have to do with anything? It was generational. It was generational. It's in the generation that they envy and that they are jealous of one another. It's in the generation that they disqualify the next because of the, 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 the missing the empty pieces within themselves that they have yet to be filled. It's in the generation that they do these things. And so God chose David.
the one that they that they disqualify. It's like you know what they say: you the black sheep, the black sheep. I'm the black sheep because I'm the one who don't blend in with my family. I'm the one who don't go with the this, the crap that my family be on. I'm the one who stick out. But you know they call me the black sheep because every time I come around, it's a problem. Every time I come around, it's um uh I see it seem I stay I stick out like a th a sore thumb. Every time I come around, I'm a, I'm disagreeing with what they all are agreeing with. It's just like I just can't get with them. And the reason why is because God has made it that way on purpose. It may have to seem like it was Satan for a while, but you got to know that even Satan have to abide by what Christ is telling him. He has to get permission from Christ. And if Satan is moving in your life, it's by the permission that is given to him for it to be a test. And if it's not to be just a test on you, it is because you have given him rights to be there in your life. And you have yet to come out of that darkness into the light to receive that revelation and that conviction so that you may be delivered and receive life and have it abundantly. Right? So he says that he's chosen you. To break generational curses. He says all your family. He says your family has been broken. It has it has lack of marriage habits and addictions. He says that even with the brokenness. The lack of marriage. The habits, addictions. And even with the witchcraft and sorcery. Because some of us. Some of our Some of us in our family. Have have um family members who did and dab and witchcraft but have been it's been in our family since generations they may have been doing dark magic or light magic and you know um toying with the cosmos and things of that nature speaking to the universe praying to the universe talking praying to different gods having different gods you know and it has been passed all the way on down to you. But because you have done the work, the Lord is choosing you to now break it off of your family. Is he choosing you to step into the gaps for your family? So not even marriage or, you know, lack of marriage, brokenness in your family or habits or addictions or witchcraft or sorcery or dark magic or light magic. Because there is no such thing as light magic for anything that is of magic comes from the devil himself. Right. For the Lord says that he works wonders in your life. He has, he's a, he's, he's, he's mysterious. He works mysteries. He, the mysteries are, there are mysteries that those that are in the world cannot understand of heaven. It's like a mystery to them. You know, it's like secret, but that's because you, you only are trusted with these things when you are found favored in God's eyes, when you have walked righteously in your walk of salvation, right? And you've been through things, not just for people to see and be able to say, oh, that is a child of God, but you've been through things and you walked alone with God and you've been, you've been, you've shed his skin. You know how like a, a, a caterpillar, they go into this cocoon, you know, and then when the time has come, they break out of it. They shed that and they become butterflies, right? You know how, uh, even a snake, a snake will shed its skin, uh, 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 um, turtle skin begins to peel you know these things they shed skin and maybe they what what comes from under the surface it begins to be apparent so as you begin to shed this skin the things that are from within you that the that christ has been working in with you that the holy spirit has been working on with you will begin to shine out as a light that will be then be shined on others you know so that they may find their way and so not 
any of these things will be able to stop you because you were born for such a time as this. All right, so if you are one who are chosen to break this generational curse, God needs you to fast. He needs you to fast. He said, and if you already do fast, he needs you to do it more. If it's normal already for you, it need he needed to be more than normal. He says, get used to killing the flesh. Why he needs you to get used to killing the flesh? Because when you kill in your flesh, your your flesh no longer has a say. So your flesh no longer you it it be, the voice of your flesh, the needs and wants of your flesh becomes to be dialed down all the more, more and more, right? And your spirit begins to grow because, as the scripture says, most times for us, the the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, right? So. He wants for us to become more obedient when it comes to when it comes to fasting. And if you are already obedient, he needs you to be be more obedient than usual, right? He needs you to do it more than normal. Get used to killing your flesh. And when you kill your flesh, deliverance is there. You've grown closer to the Lord. You're hearing his voice more. It's clear in its sound. You begin to gain more obedience. Some things you cannot even get out without fasting. Some things you may still need to be delivered from. And then that deliverance, not only will you be delivered, but so will your family members and even your loved ones. Chains will begin to break off because you will begin to receive these deliverances through the fasting that he's calling for you to do. So I know that I'm going to be leading a fast. And so you can do the fast as I that I'm going to lead, or you can fast on your own with it with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, right? But He's going to have us fasting. We're going to start off with three days, right? And then when the time has been spoken onto me, we would be doing a seven day fast. So what He needs this is just to get you on the track for those who do not fast, or it's not a normal thing for them, right? But for those who are already at a normal pace in fast. Fasting. This is to help you to step up your fasting, help you to do it at a no, no, more than a normal uh, pace, right? To get used to killing your flesh, because this is something that is a necessity. It is very vital to your deliverance and to the, the deliverance of your family, right? So he needs to fast. He needs to fast. He says, by fasting, you will continually grow closer to him, right? So... The enemy is, has, and will be using anything and everything he possibly can to affect you. A test of faith and is a confirmation that you are doing the will of God and causes a deeper necessity to, it causes a deeper necessity of you to look and operate in the spirit and know it is deeper, right? So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 5 verses 11 and we're going to read this out. And so it says, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice. Hold on. Wait. I'm going to pause right there. Right? Right? Because I'm going on the verse 12, but we're not just on that yet. So I'm going to pause right there. So I'm going to read it one more time. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of thing, evil things against you because of me. Right. He says, because the enemy is, has and will be using anything and everything he possibly can to affect you. 
And it's going to be because it's a test of faith. And not only is it a test of your faith, because in, in new levels, it's new devils. So the higher you're going to go, the more, the more, uh, bigger the devils are going to be, the more bigger the demons are going to be. And so not only is it a test of your faith, but it's also confirmation that you are doing the will of God. Because if the devil ain't messing with you, then that's because you ain't giving him a reason to. That's because you are not walking the way that you are supposed to be walking in Christ. But if the devil is messing with you, the louder the noise, the, hard, the higher your purpose, the, the bigger your mission, right? You got to understand that when you are going through this these phases... Right of the testing of your faith and get, regaining that confirmation that you are doing the will of God. Right, the harder that that test is against your faith, it's going to sometimes seem or sound or feel like the Lord is not there or that He's not with you or listening to you. But His word is not to go out and return to Him and void. He is not of a man that He should ever lie to you. So when He said He will never leave or forsaken you, that He is with you through it all, He means exactly that and. The thing about that is that majority of the times the, the teacher is always silent when there is a test. Majority of the times when you, when, when you feel like God is not here or he's not listening to you or he's not giving you the message of revelations that he once was giving you maybe even a week or two ago or a month prior to, that's because you are already doing what you're supposed to be doing. You are already on that path. You are already walking in him the ways that he needs you to walk in him. And so he needs for you to continue to do what you're doing at, because as you continue to do what you're doing, and even know that you're growing he is pressing you just like with grapes you got to press it in order to make wine diamonds need pressure to be made diamonds these are things that we have to understand as far as when it comes to us because he said we are way we are more precious than rubies more precious than the gem more precious than that so these are things that we need to take into mind these are things that we need to take into our mind so I'm going to read verse verse 12 now. Rejoice and be glad because great is a reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Right. So he's going to be the enemy's going to be using anything, anything that he anything and everything he can get his hands on to affect you. So if, if you have a uh, if you're vulnerable, have a soft spot towards your family, then he's going to be using your family. If you have a vulnerable or soft spot towards your friends and loved ones, anything that you may have a soft spot towards or be vulnerable towards, he's going to use against you. And it may be through physical and they are it could possibly be in your dreams. He may start giving you nightmares pertaining your family and your loved ones in your own personal life but the lord is saying that understand that this is a test of faith and it's also confirmation that you are doing his will and then he's saying that know that this is cause for a deeper necessity for you to look and operate only in the spirit and to lean on him and only him don't lean on nothing or nobody else because they cannot get you there and they cannot see you through only the lord can see you through for he knows the plans that he has for you not ear or eye or neither has it entered into the hearts of men what he has for you so no, it's a deeper necessity. So if he's calling you too fast, give up some things. What is fasting? Giving up the things that you value the most to receive more of a relationship and more of a, of a apartment from the Holy Spirit. So say, for instance, you love to eat fast food or you love to eat junk food or say, for instance, you love to be on the internet all the time or you love to watch these reality TV shows or you love to overly engage and, you know, partying and things like this. What he needs for you to do 
is give up that for a few days. Just give it up for a few days. And as you giving that up, you dive into his word more. You read the Bible a little bit more. You spend a little bit of time. If you only spend five times, he needs you to boost that up to a, a, a good 15 to 20. If you only spend 15 to 20 minutes, he needs you to boost that up to a good 30 minutes to an hour. Start to spend more time along with the Lord. Turn down all this noise, all this distraction, and spend some time alone with the Lord so he can give to you what you've been praying to him to give to you. And for some of you this is the answer so your prayers that you've been given this is the answers you're chosen to break off curses in you and your family break off them chains that's been holding you back and your family back maybe y'all you got a, a, a history of family where nobody ever graduated nobody ever got an education you and now you just you in line to graduate from your school or you didn't graduate you didn't got a GED you didn't even if it's just a GED maybe you didn't got a bachelor's or an associate's degree in college to do something don't you know you just broke something off of yourself and now he's gonna use you to do the same thing for your family maybe y'all your family has the things where they where they 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 all they have more than like let me say for instance your auntie, she got like three boyfriends and she got a fiance, but she got a husband too. And she just juggles around with each and every last one of them. That's a problem with adultery and sexual immorality. And that's a generational curse. So now not only does she have these different men that she's involved with, but she, she is, she, she lacks unity in her, in her, her marriage. She has had, she has defiled her marriage. Now, so say for instance, not only does your auntie do this, but you find out that your grandma Great auntie did this that your granny did this say for instance your uncle got the same trace you start to realize that this is something that is generational so now you look at your own life and you see dang this is why none of my relationships work out this is why we be together we may be together for years and i may have we may have had a fallen in and out and i might have dated some people here along the way and so did he or she and but then we end up coming back together again and you wonder why it has never really been prosperous because you have blockages over you there are generational curses in your family that need to be broken and he says you will know you will have the keys to these things if you would take the time to spend alone with him so that you can get closer to him you can hear his voice more loudly you can hear him more you'll be able he will give you the gift, the gift of the service that you'll be able to discern between him and the enemy he says, because the enemy will use family, friendship, loved ones, and people you are not even aware of, people you wouldn't expect, people you did not know or, or don't know, and people who don't know you, that didn't even know your name until the enemy came through and influenced others to smut you in your name. So we're going to read uh, the book of Matthews. And um, as we read out uh, the book of Matthews, um, I want you guys to just take some notes if you, if, if, you know, if this is tugging at you in your spirit, because I mean that this message can nine times out of 10 be for you, right? So we gonna read out the book of Matthew chapter 12, verses 47 to 50. Someone told him, your mother and brother are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? That's, that's verse, um, 47 and 48 we went on to 49 pointing to his disciples he said here are my mother and my brothers for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother right and so people are like well why did christ say it what, what what was his reason for saying this like they like oh he's he just dissed his whole family like that because like i said maybe they were blood relatives maybe they are blood relatives to you but by just because they're blood does not make them your family 
because you have a spiritual family. You have a spiritual family. Your family is those that are of the kingdom of God, right? And so he needs for you to break off the curses that of the family that you were born in so that they may have the same, um, so they may have the same, uh, uh, what is the word? Holy Spirit, help me. So that they may have the same, uh, opportunities that you have. Right. It may not be in the same ways that you have them because you all are different people, but they will have the same opportunities in the ways that the Lord need for the, the Lord planned for them to have them. Right. So Jesus said in Matthew chapter 40, 47 and 50 that those that are those that are that does the will of his father in heaven is his brother and his sister and his mother, because he knew that the enemy would use the family, friendships and loved ones you know, to hinder his walk, to hinder what his father had called him to do. Whoever wanted to do something that was to um, help live your, lift yourself up, but you know within lifting yourself up, when you finally get there, that you won't hold it just for yourself, but you'll help other people. But you got your family telling you, oh, you just don't care about us no more. Oh, you just think you better than us. Oh, you can never do this. You can never do that. Are they coming asking you for favors every time? All the time, every time, as soon as you get money, but you know, they know that you maybe, you know, like, uh, needing to invest in something. As soon as you get the money or as soon as you have things that you want to do for yourself, here come that family member or that loved one needing, trying to come and bud in, trying to come and monitor what you're doing, you know, trying to monitor, uh, what you have to do and what you're, and you're walking in the Holy Spirit. And this is why he says that because those that are called and those who, whoever are, is doing the will of the Father wouldn't be doing those things. They will be helping. They will be an asset. They will be an asset. They will be helping in that walk. And each each one would teach one. And within that, you all, all will be growing all the more in the spirit in the body of Christ. So the enemy will use family. Um, he will use friendship, loved ones, and people. And then once that stuff like that don't work or get to you, you know, he'll start using people that's not you not even expecting. People you weren't even aware of. People you didn't even know or don't even know. You know, people who didn't even know you, you start to, because they just still don't know you. It's just the simple fact that the, the, the spirit of deceit and manipulation and spirit of wickedness and sinister, and sinister spirit has come upon them. It's ha he, it has overtaken them and used them because we are our vessels and we at first are spirits and the father is a spirit. The Holy Spirit comes through as a person, but it's yet a spirit. The Jesus came through as a person, but it's yet a spirit. So, that is what Lucifer also, that's what Satan also is. He is a spirit, so they need vessels. So he, you know, the, the, the enemy will come through these things, come through these people. And you know, you know what I hear? The Holy Spirit says that holy humiliation is the best face. Humiliation is the best face. To be humiliated is to be blessed, is to have favor in the Lord. Because when you are humiliated, First and foremost, humiliation comes, it, it, it happens when you are rejected from this world, when you are rejected from your peers, when you are rejected from your family, when you are rejected from your loved ones, when you get rejection, when you get 
when you get pushed, when you, it's like below the barrel, you know, that is when you feel humiliated. When people look at you and they make fun of you or they call you crazy or they persecute you, they make lies about you. They do all these things against you. He says that humiliation is the best face. He says to be blessed. He said you are blessed when those things happen to you. He says rejoice and be glad when those things happen to you because you are chosen for these things. You, and he says that your reward will be great in heaven because of the, the the fact of these things he says that when these things happen take take notice take heed that is just a test for your faith to grow higher so start looking at those things and being happy and saying thank you jesus for choosing me to go through things like this thank you jesus for choosing me to be the one to to, to carry the same burdens that you did to walk the same walk as you did to love the same way as you did thank you for this this is a confirmation of letting me know that i'm doing exactly what i'm supposed to be doing because the enemy is only mad at those that are children of God why would he be mad at his own children I mean he don't like his own children but why would the enemy be mad at his own children if they're doing the work that he needs them to be doing understand that we have to understand that I'll be having to understand that my own self sometimes so we're gonna go into Luke we're gonna go into Luke um Luke chapter 2 verses 49 why were you searching for me he asked didn't you know I had to be in my father's house in another translation. Didn't you know that I'm about my father's business? Don't you know that I must be about my father's business? He's saying that this is how you are. This is how he needs you to continue to be. And it doesn't matter who it is. This is, don't ever be afraid to do what God is calling you to do. And don't look at it as because great is to be your reward. Look at it as because you are worthy. You are worthy enough that he, the Lord says that you are worthy enough that he chose you. Out of anybody, he could have chose anybody, but he chose you. He chose you. So don't worry about what they got to say. Can't no man or woman tell you what the Lord has for you more better than the Lord can tell you. Because he know the plans that he has for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. To give you hope in the future. Thus says the Lord. So don't worry about what everybody else has to say. Because all they want to do, all they're doing, if they're not walking in the Lord themselves, and if they don't have repentive hearts themselves, and they don't have the, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, uh uh give me the words holy spirit if they don't have a sensitive a heart that is sensitive to conviction within their own they won't be able to check themselves and keep their homes clean they their spiritual home clean their hearts pure enough to understand that you know that the lord is operating in ways that neither one of us can understand sometimes in order to to guard their temple enough that the enemy cannot come through and use them because he's going to be using people He's going to be using people. And that don't mean, it's not to say that these people are the ones that's coming against you. Because remember in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 through what, 18. He's telling you to why to have this armor on. He's telling you why to operate in these ways. Because it is not the flesh or blood that we are battling against. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against evil things, principles, and evil spirits in higher places which we cannot see on our own. So we got to remember, it is not even your mom or your 
sister or your cousin or your auntie that is doing these things to you. It's not the flesh, baby. I know you see their face. I know you see the the, the, the vessel, but you got to learn to have spiritual eyes, have faith eyes be, to be able to look beyond that. See beyond what's beyond that surface. Look deeper. It's deeper than that. Know that it is deeper than that. Know that it is the enemy that is using them and they don't know any better. He says that we lack, we perish from the lack of knowledge because we don't know these things. We have been, we are born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So we are flesh. We, it is used to the things of this world, but he has called us out. So the things that we once knew to do of this world, we have to detach from and become. So that is why the outer body must die, but that spirit must be continue to grow. Your spirit is not, is not going to not grow if your, if your flesh is dying. Your spirit has to grow. Come on now. Your spirit has to grow. So take toe to that. Take toe to that. Take toe to that. Take toe to it, my love. Take toe to it. Psalm chapter 10, verse 1 through 4. Why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? And his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak, who are caught in the schemes and the devices. He boasts about the cravings of his heart. He blesses the greedy and reviles the Lord. And his pride, the wicked man, does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. There is no room for God. Right? And so, there are people that are coming around. It could be your family. It could be, it could be anyone. It could be anyone. So pay attention. Pay attention. He's giving you the eyes to see. He's giving you the mouth to speak. He's giving you the ears to hear. He's giving you the strength to stand firm because he is your strength. To be able to speak and declare and decree what will and will not be through the authority that he has given you. What will and will not be in your life by the will and through his will and only his will, right? Because they're coming around, they're lying. They're coming around and they're lying about you. They're trying to diminish your name and your character. But you got to speak. You got to look the devil in his face. You got to look in his face and tell him you are a liar. You are a liar. You are the father of lies. Anything that come out of your mouth is a lie. Tell him that your father is the, is the, is the king of all kings. Tell him that your father comes to bring life and to bring it abundantly. Tell him that your father foot crushes the heads of serpents. And though it may bruise your heel, it will crush that head, that serpent. Tell him that your father has conquered. Your father will conquer. Tell him that your father is the, is the one that, that holds victory. Tell him that your father will prevail in your name. Tell him that it is your father that has sent the son. Which which is your savior that will go before you and prepare the place in your enemies. Tell me he could have, he should have tried that before he should have tried you before you started to say Jesus in the name of Jesus because you know the power of the name of Jesus. Tell him that he should have tried you before because now, now you stand in your authority. Tell him that will rebuke you. Ooh. Ooh. I'm getting hot. I am getting hot. I am getting hot. I am getting hot up in here. I'm getting hot for the Holy Spirit. 
all over me right now. I feel them all over me right now. He says, because they're going to be lying. They have been lying to you. They're coming on. And the reason why they're doing this is because they, 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 cause Satan is mad. He is mad that you were stepping. He never wanted you to step into your purpose. He never wanted you to receive these keys to the night. Cause you look, you, he already didn't want you to be delivered. Now you didn't got delivered. Now you didn't step into your place. Now you're trying to deliver your family too. He can't have that. You doing that is shaking up his kingdom. He's scared and he's, and He's not only scared because he feels like he's going to win. He's scared because he knows. He knows. He knows. And then I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say, speak with the authority and power that he gave you. Once you know who you are in him, the devil has to flee. Resist from him and speak in the power and authority he gave you and know who you are and who he has called you to be. You are built to change society, change these things, change these curses that's in your family and break them, not comply to them, not be in compliancy to them. Know these things. He says, because he coming to diminish your name and your character. He Ooh, because your spirit, your spirit, your spirit, your spirit is one with Christ and is going to remain one with Christ. Your spirit gives off a light. It ain't even you that he mad at. It's the Christ that's in you. It's the Christ that's in you. This is why he said, look, when they persecute you and falsely say all kinds of things against you because of me. Because it is him. For don't you know that your body your body is a temple for the Holy Spirit, which God has given to you, which God has made, which comes from God. Your body, not only does your body come from God, but does so does the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit is God moving in the spirit. Come on now. He says Satan can't have that. He can't have that. He can't have that. So his mission is to stop you. That's his mission. His mission is to stop you. It's to stop you. It's to stop you is to stop you. Psalms chapter 10 verse 6 and 8. He says to himself, nothing will ever shake me. He swears no one will ever do me harm. His mouth is full of lies. Threats, trouble, and evil are under his tongue. He lies in wait near the villages from ambush and he murders the innocent. His eyes watch in secret for his victims. Right? Which means that he's monitoring you. The enemy is monitoring you, right? When, when he says nothing will ever shake me, this is the enemy trying to manipulate and deceive you. But if you know the study and show your show, study to show yourself approved. Because when you know the word of God, not only do you know the word of God, but you know the true power thereof of Jesus Christ. And you have a real relationship with Jesus. You know that there, everything shakes the devil. Everything about Christ shakes the devil. Everything. He trembles in his name. Demons tremble in the name of Jesus. Ooh. Demons tremble. Demons tremble. Ooh, demons tremble in his name. In the name of Jesus, they tremble. He swears that no one ever do him harm. He swears that. He swears it. But don't you know that he's a father of lies? Don't you know he's a father of lies? Don't you know he's the father of lies? Anything that comes out of his mouth is lies. His mouth is full of lies. Verse 7 in Psalms chapter 10. This is the word. This is the word. Study to show yourself approved. This is the word. Yes. Yes. Study to show yourself approved. 
Yes, he will be shaken. And yes, will harm will come over. Look, because the Bible says, touch not my anointing and do no harm to my prophets. Touch not my anointing. That means you, my love. That means you, my brother, my sister. Touch not my anointing and do no harm to him. No harm. No harm. No harm. For his mouth is full of lies. Threats, trouble, and evil are under his tongue. So you know how we speak life or death? All he does is speak death. He does, he is incapable of speaking life because he is the king of lies. He is the father of lies. He's only capable of speaking lies. Lies are literally rims, hymns, hymns of death. Hymns of death. Hymns of death. He lies in wait near his village from ambush. He murders the innocent. He murders the innocent. Come on, we're going to take the story of Jesus. All we need. That's all we need to look at. The story of Jesus was innocent. He ain't did no wrong. He came to heal the sick, rise the dead, raise the dead. That's what he came to do. Heal the sick, raise the dead, set the captives free. He didn't do no wrong. He didn't do no, he didn't do no wrong. He was innocent. He was innocent, but yet he was killed. Yet he was killed. And that's exactly what the mission of Satan, the purpose of Satan is here to do. He's here to, he, he's here to kill the innocent. His eyes watching secret for his victims. He's monitoring you. You know what monitoring spirits do? A monitoring spirit is around you at all times when you're sleeping, when you're awake, when you're out in the world doing what you do. He, the only time a monitoring spirit is not really around you or prohibited to be around you is when you're in a secret place with God for that alone is covered. Like Moses, when he went up in that mountain and that cloud came down and covered them up. When he went into that tent of meeting and that cloud, them clouds came and covered it up, right? Cause no one can see through that. No one can see through that. No, no, no one of it, no one of the devil can see through that. So this is what it is when you're in the secret place of God. This is why he needs to be in that secret place because there are monitoring spirits that are going there and they're running your business back to the devil because the devil is not omnipresent. He can't be in all places at once. Only Christ is omnipresent. Only the Lord, only the Father is omnipresent, all knowing. The devil is only knowing because of his demons and his minions and because he knows, he knows the word of God. And because he studied your whole life, he's not all knowing because God, because he knows that he, like God, God knows everything about you. He knows. He knows because he's one who formed you. That's not Satan. Satan only knows because all he don't have a life, he's a loser. All he does is study your life, study you, so that he makes it, he can manipulate you into thinking that he all knowing. So he, he can't even, this is why we say, the Lord say, be careful what you speak out. Because whatever you speak out, the enemy can hear. But if you send it in your heart, because he listens to your heart and not what come out of your mind. Oh, Father God, listen to your heart. Be careful what you're speaking. Because if you speak it, then you giving the you giving the, uh, the okay for the devil to come in and to begin to test you in things that he didn't even know about at first. And it may seem like he knew because it's, it's certain things that he may do around you, you know, to irritate you, to get you to step out of line and get out of the character that may be pertaining to things that you know that only you talk to God about. But you want to know why he does that? Why it's like that? Because he studied you. That does not mean that he knows what it is that you've spoken because he don't know the conversation you have with God unless you pray it out loud or speak it out loud but that means he studied your every move he's been studying you since you were born since you were a baby he's been studying your gener your family he's been studying your whole family from generations ongoing 
He needs you to get this. He needs to get this. He says, like a lion in cover, he lies in wait. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. He catches the helpless and drags them off in his net. But you want to know something, my brothers and my sisters? Later on in this scripture, it gets to talking about how the devil play overplays his hand and how they set up traps and, and ends up falling their own traps. They so quick to go after the innocent that they end up killing their own. They end up killing their own. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It ain't nothing nice. It ain't nothing nice. It ain't nothing nice. Nothing nice at all. Nothing nice at all. Luke chapter 12 verse 53. They will be divided father against father. Father against son and son against father. Mother against daughter and, da and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against daughter and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Why? Why? Because, look, look. It's in the word. It's in the message. Why? Because you were chosen. Why? Because he didn't come to bring peace to the nation, but he come with a sword. For the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, and he cuts down from the bone. He cuts down through the flesh, through the bone, to the spirit, right? And it pierces. It pierces. So he didn't come to bring peace and to bring and have everybody oh singing happy little hymns around the fire. No, he did not come to do that. But he come to set a father against a son, and a son against a father, a mother against a daughter, and a daughter against a mother, mother-in-law against a daughter-in-law, and a daughter-in-law against a mother-in-law. Right? Because when, when you are called to be in higher authority, when you're called to go higher in the, in Christ, there are some things that you got to give up, some things you got to sacrifice. And then within that sacrifice, you learn the obedience. You learn that obedience is the greatest sacrifice. These are things that you learn. These are things that you know. Not necessarily saying that they ain't going to always be able to come back. They may be able to come back. But in this season, the Lord needs you to be alone. In this season, he needs you to be able to trust him. He needs you to be uncomfortable. He needs you to be able to do things that you wouldn't. You would, if you if you ever look at this thing and say, oh, I would never do I could never do this. Get ready to do it. Because <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's calling for you to be able to, to have to, to be able to do things in and learn how to operate through uncomfortability. If you comfortable, it's like when you at home. You just got off of a long day at work, and you at home, and you finally sit down. You so comfortable. Everything you just said you was gonna do before you got home, you ain't even doing no more. Once you sat down, you end up sleeping. All that. It's just like that when it comes to the Lord. You go and you become a Christian, or you say these things before you even become a Christian. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna walk like this. Me and God gonna be the bestest of friends. But soon as you just take one step or as soon as you sit down and you get comfortable, you don't want to do it no more. You 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 comfortable. Now you sleepy. And it's funny too, because I remember when I was younger and my mama used to call us, Hey, come here, come here. Get this remote control for me, it's right there next to them. Get this remote for me. Do this for me. Do that for me. Just being lazy, comfortable. Don't want to do it, don't do it, don't want to do it themselves. Want everybody else to do it for them. And it's the truth. And this is why the Lord can't operate with you when you are when you are uh, stuck in comfortability mode. 
It needs for you to get uncomfortable for him to do the work that he needs for you to do with him. So if you're a person that don't love, you don't like to engage in it. And you know, it's crazy because you originally, you weren't a person that was originally like that. Like you originally loved to engage with your family. But now, since you've been through a lot of things that you've been through with your family, you come to the season where you've been walking with God and doing these things. It's very uncomfortable for you to deal with your family. He needs you to deal with that. Face that head on and he's going to be with you every step of the way. Right? He needs you to do it. He says, because that time, you know that time. You knew that time when the father was against his own father, uh, against his own son. And the mother was against her own daughter. And the, and, and it's the same. Back, you know that time. You knew it. You, it's all too familiar to you. But now he's choosing you. And he's sending you. Look, he says, look. He says, behold, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be as wise as serpents and as innocent as a dove. And be aware of men, for they will hand you over to their counselor and fog you in their synagogues. So be aware. Don't be foolish now. Weapons is going to form. They going to form against you, but they ain't going to prosper. Because I'm going to be right there with you. 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 Because I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. I'm sending you out. I'm sending you out. Why? Because you know, you, you didn't look this, you didn't conquer this. Remember how he, I told you that the Holy Spirit said that he trialed you by fire. You have been refined. It's like the Ishak, it's like Ishak, uh, 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 Ishak, Meshach, and Abednego. They was tossed in that fire, but it's because they didn't want to, they would not deny God. They would not worship another God. So they was tossed in the fire. And because of that, look, even if he wasn't to save them out of the fire, they still would have died worshiping him. But because their faith and their love was so great in God and the Father that Jesus showed up and they delivered, he delivered them out of that fire untouched, unharmed. They was smelling like no smoke. They were smelling like no smoke. So they conquered that. Daniel the lion didn't. Because he believed in him so much. Because he, his, his, he was walking in Christ so strong that he, the lions didn't touch him. God shut the mouth of them lions. He shut the mouth of them lions. We got to let these things really happen. This is real life. You want to believe it? All right, then look at, the, like, look at you last year. Broke, busted, and disgusted. You would be all, all of us, me, even me. Broke, busted, and disgusted. Whooped out. Because you when you it's like it was like as if it was shut up in your bones that fire. Shut up in your bones. It's burning. It just burns. It burns. And it's like you you just silence. It's like you can't even speak. And but you but you wanna blow up at the same time. You don't understand why everything that you doing is not prospering you in the way that you believe that it can. And then but now look at you now. This year. Look at you now. And you looking back and you like, dang, that's crazy because I actually conquered it. Look, I didn't even think I, look, I didn't even see it. And it, it happened so quick. You like, dang, that's crazy. Because I was whooped out. I was whooped out. I was, I, I mean, and the, and the whole point of it all, for you to be able to conquer, not only for God just to get the glory of it all by you conquering, but getting the glory out of it all because now he can send you back to that same fire to save those that is in the same place that you once were a year ago, six months ago, a month ago. He's going to use you to save those same ones. You conquered. And you, we all know as conquerors, the first be a conqueror, you have to conquer. You've conquered in the Lord. You've conquered in his name. You've prevailed. You've seen what that fire could do. You've seen it. He's using you to set the captives free. Right? So he says, why are you searching for me? 
Don't you know that I should be about my father's business? Don't you know I'm about my father's business? Why, why, why you looking for me? You know what I'm doing. You know what I'm, uh, what I'm out there to do. What you looking for me for? I'm about my father's business, right? Psalm chapter seven, verse three and five. Lord my God, if I have done this, there is guilt on my hands. If I have repaid my ally with evil or without cause, have robbed my foe, then let my enemy persevere over me. Over and take me. Let him trample my life to the ground and make me sleep in the dust. And you know what uh, David was going through at this time? He was going through the time where his enemies were seeking to kill him. They were at every corner, every side, his enemies. It was like everybody was against him. He went from being great David, being the great, you know, the one that everybody loves, to being the one that everybody hated. Everybody was against him. And so, and David talked to the Lord, and he prayed to the Lord in this way because he knew that this is the way, and that's just, this is him and the Lord's relationship. David had a heart that was after God's own heart. So he knew this. He knew that how the enemy was working. He knew that it was the enemy. He knew it when he said that he speaks. His, his, he, he speaks and he says to himself, nothing will ever shake me. He swear nothing will ever do him harm. And his mouth is full of lies and trouble. He, he knew these things. He knew, so he spoke to what he said. But if I... Which is look, he got that repentive heart, and he got a, and he has a he has a, a sensitive heart that is open enough to receive the conviction, the re, re the reproof, the correction. If if he had have been one who has repaid it, evil, never think that you just all good, right? Because we are born and shaped in sin and iniquity. So understand that we need to be repentive every single day. Know these things. So he's saying, look, if I have done these things, then let them have, let, let them have, let them triumph over me. Let them take, let, let them do these things then. Let them take over me and, and trample on my life and to and trample my life to the ground and make me sleep in the dust. Let them do these things. Right? Psalms chapter seven, uh, verses 14 and 16. Why? Because whoever is pregnant with evil conceives trouble and gives birth to disillusion. Whoever digs a hole and scoops it out falls into the pit they made. The trouble they cause recounsels on them, recoils on them. Their violence comes down on their own heads. So we need to be more like David was in Psalms 31. Verses 1 and 8. And you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ears to me. Come quickly to my rescue. Be my rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. Since you are my rock and my fortress for the sake of your name. Lead me. Lead and guide me. Keep me free from the trap that is set for me, for you are my refuge. And to your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, my faithful God. I hate those who cling to worthless idols. As for me, I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your love, for you saw my afflictions and knew the anguish of my soul. You have not given me into the hands of my enemies, but have set my feet in a specific place. A sp look. He he in this and and this is this is something that moves my heart, moves my soul. It speaks to me because I've seen the Lord move. I've seen Him work not just in my life but in other 
others' lives, and and it, it and it just it ministers to my soul, and it lets me know that he he is true. He's true. If he said a thing, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He is most definitely going to do it. It says, "For I hear many whispering terror on every side." They conspire against me and plot to take my life. But I trust in you, Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who persecute me, and for those who pursue me. This is how we got to come to the Lord. We got to come to him with openness. We got to come to him and give it all to him. He already knows. We got to give all to him. We got to give ourselves, offer ourselves up to be living sacrifices unto the Lord, right? We got to tell him, look, we got to tell him that my fortress, for the sake of your name, you know, you are my rock and my fortress. Since you are my rock and my fortress, lead me, lead me, guide me, keep me free from the traps that they set for me, for you are my refuge, right? He says, into your hands, I commit my whole life, my spirit to you. Deliver me, Lord, because my you are my faithful God. You're faithful to me, and I'm faithful to you. Uh, you abide in me as I abide in you. Deliver me from this lion. Deliver me from this 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 deceit and this manipulation. Deliver me from this 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 stronghold and this bondage that the enemy has come to try to place over me to, to diminish my name, my character, and my families. Deliver me from this. Deliver me from this. This is how we got to be. This is how we got to be. Right? Because family be lying on you, you know, out of jealousy and envy and hatred from their own heart. They never knew the true love of God. They see how God has his hand on you, moving you up. How you've been called and chosen, anointed and appointed. How he's called and chosen you and anointed and appointed you to his purpose, predestined you for greatness. But they have yet to surrender and turn away. They have yet to surrender and turn away from the life that they're living for themselves. He says, don't tell your brother, look, you got a, you got a, a speck in your eye. In fact, go get the log out of your own eye first and then try to tell your brother about the speck in theirs. Right? Because they hate it. They hate it. They hate it. They can't even begin to understand our phantom, why it's even you that he chose. People who are without God have that kind of mindset, though. That's how they think, you know? Like, why her? Like, why Why is he cheating? Why is he choosing? Why he choose her? Why he choose her? Why he choose her? Why her? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand, you know? Like, I, I've been going through this this whole time, and it should have been me and... You know, just like David, just like David with his father, David's father, he, if it was up to David's father, David wouldn't have been anointed. He wouldn't have been king. He wouldn't even be able to, he wouldn't even been David to David that God, look, David called God, they, uh, God called David, I mean, oh, sorry for that. God called David, God appointed David, he chose David for such a time, he predestined David. He gave David purpose. He chose David to be predestined for greatness, right? And his father, David's father, had yet to surrender. He had yet to do these things. He hated it. He didn't understand. Saw hated it. They didn't understand. They couldn't even begin to understand their phantom, why it was him. That's the same thing for you.
You like a David. You like David. You're like David. Right? People who are without God have the kind of mindset like that. You know? Like, why them? Look, we all go through things in life, but should figure our own and work out our own salvation in fear and trembling. Because they could have answered. They're called. We all are called. Because we all are called. Literally. And it says it in the Bible. Look, they are called. They were called because we all are called. But the reason why he says few are chosen is because not everybody is willing like you were willing. Not everybody was willing to obey like you was willing to obey. Not everybody was willing to move the way you was willing to move. They're not willing to do what is required of them to do in order to be trusted with what God is given to you to trust. He's given to you because he trusted you with it. But not everybody has that. Not everybody is willing to that. Not everybody is capable like that. So yes, everybody is called. Many are called. Everyone's called. Everybody's called. But only few are chosen because not too many are willing to do what is required of them to do in order to be trusted with what God has to give you. God says, this is why he has taken you away from things, places, and people. He's removed you from the scene, separated and sustained you. This message is for you, especially if you're somebody who's been alone. You've been in a long season or you've been in a season of waiting, especially if you've been someone like that who's been away from the world, away from family, away from things, you know, only around those that have been of Christ. And there's only a very few, you know, it's, this is your message. This is for you. He says Satan has been doing things through people trying to literally manipulate what he is what God has been trying to do for you and what God has been doing for you he says literally trying to frame him like Satan has literally been trying to frame God telling you things like he doesn't care about you or really love you or make you blame yourself make you think it's you who's messing up and that's what you do deserve and it's all God has for you trying to condemn you but God said look gotta be quicker than that Gotta be quicker than that. You kind of got both sick. Oh, gotta be quicker than that. 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 So we about to pray out. We finna pray out. We finna close this thing on up, okay? I always say that it's gonna be a short message. I try to make the message short, and I end up on here for hours. Let me tell you. So. We finna close this out with some prayer. We gonna jam it out, right? And I'm gonna see y'all next time. I'm gonna see y'all next time. So, Heavenly Father, we say thank you for allowing us to receive your word. Thank you for giving us such great revelation and prophecy. These are very great prophetic words, not only just for us, but for our family as well, right? But we all long to be free. We all long to be happy and in, in, in great abundance and peace and in prosperity in your name, just as you promised us. So thank you for giving us this restoration. Thank you for giving us this revelation. Thank you for giving us is filling up so that we be, will be able to keep on going on strong and hard in your name in your name thank you in your name in your name lord in your name in your name 
We thank you for that. We cast out any demonic depression, any demonic strongholds, any demonic blockages, anything that the enemy has sent in our pathways to, to sabotage us. We detach those from our names and from our family. In the name of Jesus, we declare and decree and we demand that it be cast into the pits of hell where it belongs. For their time is up and we do not belong to them for we are kingdom children. We belong to the Father. Father, that art in heaven by the blood of Jesus and by the power that has invested us by the name of Jesus they must flee so we detach ourselves from these things we renounce anything that we have ever made agreements with and the king with the kingdom of darkness we renounce anything that we have ever done to open up these doorways so that we can close these doorways and we can be able to step into these new things that the lord has for us right so we de we declare we decree that today right now in this hour that we shall be free from these things that there's no devil that's coming from heaven there's there's no demon there's no entity there's no principality that has the right over your name and over your life start to walk in our purpose now in the name of jesus we will be conquerors in jesus christ all things are possible through him that strengthens us and greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world in the name of jesus in the name of the fire in the sun the holy spirit we pray hey man all right so look check this out hi cousin i love you too look check this out we finna jam it out a little bit that's what we gonna do we gonna jam it out we gonna get this I got in my system, you know he got an admission This ain't no selfish ambition, it's for the kingdom of heaven The violent take it back once, so we Moving aggressive, so we Just want his presence on earth, as it's in heaven Ain't been the same since I did to that water Ain't been the same since I did to that water Ain't been the same since I did to that water Ain't been the same since I did to that water Ain't been the same since I did to that water Ain't been the same since I did to that water Ain't been the same since I did to that water Alright, so y'all just y'all just stay fighting for that kingdom. Y'all y'all stay fighting for the kingdom of God, right? Y'all stay strong in this. Look, cause the battle is not ours, but we the ones he's choosing to fight through, right? And I'll catch y'all on another note.